Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Monday. Stand by for news and stuff. Well, just a, a blessed time yesterday. Before I started preaching, I was just talking about uh, blessings or anything special happen in your life. I do that a lot at my church. And uh, Paul Smucker, who pastored a church in Grable, Indiana, for about 25 years is my associate. And uh, he did share something. He went to see his brother uh, in a uh, rehab center and just talked to him a little bit about the Lord and give him assurance of his salvation. And uh, when he exited the room, a lady wheeled up in a wheelchair. And she said, I heard you uh, uh, talking to that man and uh, about uh, heaven and being saved. And could I do that? Are you serious? How often does that happen? Paul got down on his knees, talked to this woman. She said, my friend here says that when you, you die, you just go in a grave and that's it. And then Paul went on to share Bible. And this woman said she wanted to be saved and Paul led her to Christ. God is so good. You never know when those opportunities... Hey, the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. Good job, Paul. Thanks for listening to the Lord. Anything exciting happening in your life recently? Led anybody to Christ? That's what we're here for. What in the world is going on? They're trying to keep things hush-hush, but they say there could be a deal going on to get those hostages that Hamas has released. We'll know more before the day's out, I'm sure. Well, this had to be discouraging. An Egyptian-American woman freed from an Egyptian jail with the help of President Donald Trump in 2017 recently took to social media and praised Hamas and called it morally abhorrent to condemn them in the wake of their terrorist attack on Israel that killed 1,400 people. I don't condemn Hamas, she said. I never will. Aya Haisazi posted on X on November the 7th, a month after the massacre. I don't condemn Palestinians who exhausted every peaceful way on this earth to end their occupation and save their lives. I condemn everyone who asked the world to condemn Hamas. Demon led. You're not right all the time, are you? Well, last spring, a Georgia middle school student stabbed another student 14 times, did that in the school's gymnasium, and now the victim's mom, Ashley Wilson of Henry County, and this happened at a school there just southeast of Atlanta, Georgia, is suing administrators at Olap Middle School, arguing they did not take action against the suspect despite knowing that the then eighth grader had a knife and intended to use the knife. What? The attack resulted in 14 stab wounds across the, the girl's body, everything from her face or her neck to her back to her breast, and she is to this day still recovering physically and emotionally from that knife attack. Wilson's daughters has scars everywhere, including a scar on her face that is the primary concern of the young lady because it remains noticeable to this day, said her attorney. Isn't that something? You never know, my friend. We were getting out of church yesterday, and 
one block down from the church was a, a family dispute there, I guess. And when cops arrived, whoever was there, they started shooting at the cops. Nothing like this ever happens in our church neighborhood. Can't say that anymore. The driver of the car ramming into the home ended up being shot to death by police. You just never know. Staying in the public school, let's go to Pennsylvania. A school board member there has resigned after she referred to Israel's military as a, a terrorist organization and faced a great deal of backlash from those in the community. Dr. James Clay, who was elected in 2021 to the Colonial Board of School Directors, announced her resignation in a post on Facebook, the same social media platform that she used to make her controversial remarks about the Israeli Defense Forces. As you all are aware of, I recently made a post on Facebook where I intended to draw attention to the conflict in the Middle East, and upon reflection and after having conversations with loved ones and friends, I understand that my choice of words may have caused many harm, and the impact did not match my intent. The post has been removed, Clay wrote in a post on Facebook Thursday, because of the pain that my post now has caused, I've resigned my seat on the Colonial School Board, effective immediately. I understand that the district needs to heal from the painful words that I chose in my post, and it's best that they do that in my absence. Yeah, that's, that's just an unbelievable thing, the different opinions of people reference to Israel and everything going on with Hamas. Amazing. We're all headed down this path. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter died with her family by her side in her home in Plains, Georgia yesterday. She was 96 years old. The wife of the 39th President of the United States died after she was admitted to hospice care on Friday. Boy, Jimmy's 99. That's something. We're headed that way. Are you ready to meet your maker? Consider it today. So what's the deal in Memphis, Tennessee? A man who murdered four of his female relatives, including a teenager, left another teen critically injured, is dead after turning the gun on himself. Have you heard about this? Happened this weekend. Now some are hammering the national news media for not covering the story. It's a gun grabber narrative that one would expect to make national news maybe the lead story, but... There's radio silence. What is that all about? The murder, a black man with a rap sheet that dates back to 1996. Oh, that's so weird. Laws, if enforced, would have prevented this guy from owning the firearm he used to shoot women and girls. Therefore, it's not a story that most in the left-leaning loony world will want to cover at all. This is not good for us. A suspect in Tennessee died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. That's the story. While on the run Sunday after a series of shootings that killed four of his female relatives and injured a fifth, officers found the body of Mavis Christian Jr., 52 years old, in his car during a manhunt at three different locations. Three women dead, a teenage girl. What in the world is going on? She's a teenager down there in Texas, went missing and had an Amber Alert issued on her behalf, trying to track her down. 
Hours later, she's arrested, has been charged with murder. On August 27th, a Turopino was reported missing by his mother. Now, she told cops that her 21-year-old son never came home after going to meet with a girl. Two days later, his body was found inside a vehicle at Audubon Park in Garland, Texas. He'd been fatally shot. On September the 1st, another local young person went missing, an Amber Alert issue for 17-year-old Natalie Navarro by the Dallas Police Department by her mom and dad. Later that day, she was located in Webb County near the Mexican border by officers of the Texas Department of Public Safety. At the time, police had suspected Navarro and her 21-year-old boyfriend, Jordi Martinez, to be involved in the murder of this boy, Pina. Police obtained warrants for both. Navarro was arrested the same day she was found. Meanwhile, Martinez is still at large and may have fled to Mexico, according to cops. Investigators with the Garland Police Department suspect that Navarro met Pina online a couple of weeks before the deadly shooting, planned to rob him and, and get help there from her boyfriend, Martinez. Police said Navarro and Pina agreed to meet at the park after talking online. That's about all they know. She fled. He's dead. Liar, liar, pants on fire, an Ohio man who claimed that he was a victim of an anti-Palestinian hate crime has been arrested now after authorities say he faked the attack. Hishim Ayad claimed that he was attacked for being a Palestinian. That happened in Ridgeville, Ohio. The victim of the reported hit and run said he was just walking home after eating lunch when a car slowed down and rolled down the window and started screaming at him, allegedly yelling anti-Palestinian statements like, kill all Palestinians, long live Israel, as he swerved his car to intimidate the victim, tried to hit him. The driver then allegedly turned around and hit the man while shouting, die. It was all a lie. What else is happening? Well, they said originally it could take months or maybe even a year. Talking about a busy stretch of I-10 in Los Angeles that has three to 400,000 cars normally going over today. It'd been damaged by fire. It reopened this morning, just nine days after the incident and weeks and months ahead of initial estimates. Remember, a similar thing happened in Philadelphia this summer when a damaged section of I-95 was repaired in just 12 days. Oh, Governor, how did you do it so rapid? Is there... An election coming up or maybe a bid for the presidency? Ah, uh -huh. well, he used props. He really knew how to use using a chainsaw and running for a president in a sign. Argentines are really ready for some drastic change. That libertarian outsider pulled all those <laughs> props out while he was campaigning. Javier Millet was elected president yesterday. A far-right economist with no experience whatsoever in politics, but a lot of experience on TV. He has embraced comparisons to former president, I can see that, Donald Trump. We'll see where this one goes. Elon Musk's SpaceX launched its unscrewed Starship rocket on Saturday for a second test flight, but the super-heavy booster and the spacecraft were intentionally blown up just minutes after takeoff. Or if you want to be polite, they underwent a rapid, unscheduled disassembly program. It's Kellum Day at Citigroup. A massive restructuring dubbed Project Bora Bora, expected to begin at Citigroup, ultimately resulting in thousands of jobs being cut. Sports fans, I'm sorry I can't resist. Plenty to watch football tonight. The Chiefs and the Eagles will meet 
on Monday Night Football. And depending on how you look at the whole thing, it's either a rematch of last season's Super Bowl or it's a battle between uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend and Taylor Swift's boyfriend's brother. Tiger Woods is going to play in the Hero World Challenge next Thursday, marking his first round of competitive golf since a ankle surgery at the Masters seven months ago. And uh, fake President Joe Biden turns 81 today. Enough said. Well, you sent this and uh, got me thinking here. Well, Joe started his day early this Monday, having set his alarm clock that was made in Japan for six o'clock. And while his coffee pot made in China was perking the brew, he shaved, that was made in China, he shaved with his electric razor, which was made there in Hong Kong, and he put on the dress shirt, made in Sri Lanka or Vietnam. Designer jeans made in Singapore, those tennis shoes, well, they came out of Korea. After doing breakfast in his new electric skillet made in India, he sat down with his calculator that came to us from Mexico to see how much he could spend today, and after setting his watch, made in Taiwan, to the radio, made in India. He got in his car that was made there in Germany and filled it with gasoline from Saudi Arabia and continued his search for a job. This is so true and scary. At the end of yet another discouraging and fruitless day, he checked his computer that was made in Malaysia, relaxed for a little while and put on his sandals that came out of Brazil poured himself a glass of wine that was made in France, turned on the TV made in Indonesia, and wondered why in the world he couldn't get a good job in America. Hello. And finally, remember, the last thing, when you draw your last breath, the only thing that matters is that your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. A big thank you goes out to you who have read our already used Invisible War on the Saints, Victor or Victim. God's using that in a special way. We're so grateful. And uh, Prophecy in the News features our thoughts on the Invisible War. God is blessing in a very special way, and we are grateful to you. Invisible WarOnTheSaints.com, and uh, we'd like to share that message. Boy, we're going to be in Virginia and Tennessee a lot in February and March, and uh, maybe we can get together sometime. By the way, your church can have us even today. We'd just love to share some thoughts with you what God is doing and, and help your ministry in some small way. Get in touch with us at Greg Pat Ministries or through WHCB or Southwest Radio Church. We would be excited to share the Word of God with you and your folks. Thanks so much for being here. I think I love you. Life before Jesus Christ. You know, throughout history, you and I, mankind, has been searching for just, well, one thing or another. The search is on. We're searching for knowledge. We're searching for a new land. We're searching for freedom from religious and political persecution. And for valuable resources, I'm looking for gold and diamonds and oil. That's been mankind's search. You know, people search for new pleasures, the perfect mate, peace in the midst of fighting and carnage like we're experiencing now. There's also been an age-old quest for inner peace and for understanding. 
the real reason why you're even alive today. And out of all of this comes the greatest of searches, the one to know and experience God. Now, some might disagree with that, but it is true. That is the greatest search. Inside, and I think this is true, listening to a two-hour debate last week by an atheist and a man trying to prove that there is God, this came up and the man said, rightly so, in a Christian position, that uh, inside the human heart, it's undeniable. Everybody knows there's a God. Yeah, they do. Spiritual instinct is there to commune with its creator, and man does everything he can to run from that. We can deny it. We can ignore it. We can bury that instinct under an avalanche of things, and we are a material people, aren't we? But the fact that we were created to enjoy God, to worship God, is forever, well, it's etched on your soul, my friend. Numbers of people have put together their search ideas for the Almighty. Testimonies abound of the life-changing nature of having an encounter with God who sent his only begotten son into the world so that men and women may have life. And how should they have it according to John 10, 10? And, and I pray this is your life. Have life that's not only eternal, but is abundant now. Do you have an abundant life? But as interesting as man's quest for almighty God seems to be, it just merely points to a far more significant search. That search was revealed long ago when God sent a prophet to deliver a message to King Asa there in the Old Testament in Jerusalem. Second Chronicles chapter 16 we're talking about there in, in, in verse 9. Although the Lord was correcting Asa for his lack of faith and devotion, the prophetic word contained a declaration that God himself was indeed involved in a, in a unique search. In describing God's love and desire to bless his people, the prophet declared a truth that is staggering in its implications, if you think about it. The eyes of the Lord today are moving all around the earth, to and fro, that he may look for, strongly support that one whose heart is completely surrendered to God. I wonder how many people are like that today. I mean, your heart's really surrendered to God. Since God is always unchanging, then I guess what was true of King Asa back in that day applies to us today. God's still on the search. He's not looking for such things as knowledge or precious stones. After all, he knows everything and he owns everything. He, oh, that's God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And although we rarely think about this or even hear it preached, the creator of all things is today looking throughout the whole earth for a certain kind of heart. I wonder if you have it. He's searching for a human heart that will allow him to show how marvelously he can strengthen and help and bless a life. I like that, don't you? Notice that God isn't seeking someone who has a high IQ or has multiple talents. God's not seeking a clever speaker or the person who has a great deal of influence. He revealed where his true interest lies when he sent Samuel to anoint the future king of Israel. God said, don't consider his appearance. That's 1 Samuel 16, 7. You see, we do this a lot. The Lord doesn't look at those things that man looks at, that outward appearance. 
Man looks at the outward. God looks at the inward, or he looks at the heart, the very thing we're talking about today. What made David special was his heart. It was a heart after God, and that principle has not changed today. All great men and women of Scripture had great hearts that permitted God's grace to flow through them and bring blessings to other people. When you're around, do you bring blessings to other people? Do you think that's someone in your church? Is that someone you? You know, this truth was well understood by David, a young man whom God elevated to the throne. And before he died, David charged his own son Solomon, and you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind thought. That can get scary. First Chronicles 28, 9 understands every motive behind that thought you have, beloved. That's where God sees behind the facade and the outward behavior that determines the extent of his blessings to you. So King David wanted his son to pay very careful attention to his heart. In the New Testament, we read how Jesus saw through the outward shows of religion and affirmed the importance of a right heart, and he condemned the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of men, but God knows your hearts. Luke 16, 15. Jesus always looked into the heart, and there he found the real person. If Jesus looked into your heart today, what would he see? He would see the real person, but what would that person be like? We'll talk more about the person that God blesses. We'll do that tomorrow. And uh, in your heart, is Jesus there? Has there ever been a time in your life where you have asked God to forgive you of your sins and invited Jesus Christ in? Why don't you do that today? Today's the day of salvation. It's pretty simple. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Just ask God to forgive you of your sins and invite Jesus. And it's not the, the prayer so much as it is what's in the heart. Yeah. Do you have a desire for the things of God? Has the Holy Spirit been wooing you, saying, over here, come to me? Oh, it's a great way to live and a better way to die, knowing Jesus Christ is Savior. I pray that this has been a blessing today. One of those highlights of many of my speaking engagements is just dumb things that I have done in life. I wonder what your list would look like. This uh, woman said, on my way to meet my husband at a restaurant, I realized I didn't have my cell phone. Immediately, I panicked, and I needn't worry. He saw my phone on the couch there at home and brought it with him. When he arrived, I went to check my text right away, and there was only one there. It was from my husband. He said, I'm on my way, and I have your cell phone. <laughs> I'd never do anything like that. How about you? Oh, yeah, I've done so much. Oh, never mind. Hey, you've been listening to Hello World coming your way every Monday through Friday right here at this time. Thank you for being here. Are you my friend? Prove it. Facebook, Greg, Jerry G, Pat, and I know some of you aren't on the computer. 
Some of you still have <laughs> flip-top phone. Oh, that's another story, too. I'm glad you're here on the radio anyway, but if you can, join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Many of you don't listen live. You go to the archives, and you want to know what I said last Friday? GregPatton.com or WHCBRadio.org, both places. You can get the show from even years ago. Oh, and don't forget the book, InvisibleWarOnTheSaints.com. Got it? Had to say for another day, and that's the way it is. Monday, November the 20th. This is Thanksgiving week. Monday, November the 20th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great day.